Everyone knows Clemson is the class of the ACC. They win conference and national titles on the regular, double-digit wins are commonplace, and the program is advanced to bowl games in each of the last 17 years, which is a record. But do you know who is just behind this incredible run? Hello, it's Monday, March 21st, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Brandon Marcello. The answer to that question is a team that casual fans and, yes, even some ACC teams and coaches don't give a second thought. And that team is Wake Forest. Dave Clawson's program has won four bowl games with six straight appearances in his tenure. Last season was the best season yet, an 11-win mark, tying for the school record, to go along with an ACC Atlantic Division title and Gator Bowl victory. The Demon Deacons have broken dozens of records with Warren Ruggiero calling the offense and quarterback Sam Hartman eclipsing 4,000 yards through the air last season. And get this, most of that roster is back for 2022. So why are the Demon Deacons not getting a lot more respect this offseason, we chatted with head coach Dave Clawson about that lack of respect, the high-flying offense that has broken an incredible 350-plus records under coordinator Warren Ruggiero, and we discussed why Sam Hartman might just be the best quarterback in the country this fall. Coach, I, I think everybody expects me to just automatically jump in and start asking about offense with you, but I wanted to first start off with your defense and, and the changes you've made there with bringing in Brad Lambert, who obviously has Wake Forest ties, has been there before. Tell us a little bit about what you're trying to, to, to get done there on defense this spring and going into the offseason. Well, first off, Brandon, thanks for uh, for having me on. And I certainly appreciate it. And our program appreciates it. You know, I, I just think all of it is to take our personnel and maximize it. Um, and so I'm very excited that Coach Lambert Wanted to come back to Wake Forest. Uh, he's got a great history here with Coach Grobe for 10 years from 2001 to 2010. He then started a, a football program at Charlotte and then was very successful at Marshall and at Purdue. And I think it kind of speaks to where our program is, is that we could attract a, a coach of Coach Lambert's, uh, you know, accomplishments and, and, and lucky to get him back and somebody who has connections to the state of North Carolina. But I think the big thing is anytime you have a system change, you want to get through all those transitions in the spring because you can't afford to not play fast in the fall. You know, we, we've got to figure out how much we can get in, how much we're comfortable with, how fast we can play, uh, how many checks we can handle. And we want to get to the play that we're in, we get to the, the summer and fall that we're playing defense and not defenses, that our players are reacting and not thinking. And I think that's the challenge of any time you install a new system. I know you lose quite a bit in the secondary and along the along the defensive front. And I think a lot of you know critics out there would say, well, it can't get much worse just because you guys were tenth in scoring defense. Though I there were some good games, especially that that Virginia game in the second half, the guys the way you guys played. What are some of the changes you're really looking to implement here that makes makes you believe that you know this Wake Forest defense is going to take that next step for you guys to to continue on your way? You know, Brandon, la last year on defense, if you look at the whole picture, you know we were kind of in the bottom half. And again, it's with the way we play on offense, you know, it's going to be hard to ever be a top two or top three uh, defensive football team just because our guys play more snaps. But we had some really good games last year. The Virginia game, we played really well. I thought our guys played really well against NC State. The BC game, we played really good football. It's just our inconsistency was a little bit maddening, you know, to, to play like we did against Florida State. You know, we didn't play well against Army. Uh, and to play like we did at, at NC State and to play as poorly as we did at Carolina. 
So I think more than anything, I'm just looking for consistency that when we take the field every Saturday, we have an idea what to expect from a Wake Forest defense. And, you know, I don't get caught up in, you know, being first, second, whatever. Obviously, we want to be as good as we can be, but just to be more consistent and to not give up so many big plays. Well, you guys do have one of the top returning offenses in the country. You guys were fourth nationally, I believe, in scoring last season, more than 40 points per game. And obviously with Sam Hartman returning, that that, that puts a, a kind of a big target on your back going into this year. Do you think you can keep that up, that consistency you've seen from this offense? Well, we want to be better. You know, we really have 10 starters back. You know, we lost a really good left tackle, Zach Tom, but Javionte Nash missed the whole year with an injury. He would have been a returning starter. So you really have five starters back on the O-line. You know, you lose your Corey Roberson, but you get Donovan Green back. So you really have three starting receivers back. Our tight end, you know, Blake Whitehart played half the snaps last year. And uh, we had a three-way rotation at running back. So in some ways, we got 10 starters back. And so I expect us to be better. You know, I think there's situations we can get better at. Uh, I thought we played at a really high level last year, but I think Sam's capable of taking another step. And, you know, we don't want to stay the same. I think if you try to stay the same, you're going to get worse. So I still think there's situations we can get better at to make us even, you know, a more productive offense. And, And it might not be more points or more yards, you know, but just the ability to run out a clock in a four minute situation or do a little better job converting third and fourth in short, short yardage situations. Um, you know, that's the nature of coaching. You're always trying to figure out those things you didn't do well and get better at those. You know, I, I talk to my colleagues, you know, we're always coming up with these way too early top 25s and everything. You know, people here at Wake Forest, and for whatever reason, their opinion maybe goes a little bit lower. They're like, oh, well, that's not a top 10 preseason team. And I, I tell colleagues all the time, like, all right, listen, if I just put like a blindfold on you and told you this team that did this last season returns this, this, and this, and this, where would you rank them? And they're like, well, that's a top 10 preseason team. But yet others will say, well, it's Wake Forest. I see their schedule. They're not going to be able to hold up to it. How do you deal with just that outside perception of Wake Forest all the time? Even, I mean, goodness gracious, guys had an amazing year last season and have so much returning. And yet there's people uh, in my own industry saying, yeah, but they're Wake Forest. Yeah. I mean, all, all you can do is put a product on the field. I mean, even last year, you know, they talk about us being a surprise team. I mean, we've, we've been to six consecutive bowl games, you know, in 2019, we were a top 20 team for most of the season. You know, and, and probably if if you took away the first two names of, of Wake Forest, we'd be a preseason top 10 team. But, you know, we don't control that narrative. We never will. Uh, so we control the controllables. And, you know, if you get caught up worrying about stuff like that, you take your focus on making your football team better and our players focus. And so it'll give us a little chip on our shoulder. Um, I don't know how many years in a row we have to be good uh, before we el- eliminate that perception that people start viewing the Wake Forest football brand as a really solid brand. We've outachieved our preseason prediction, you know, eight years in a row. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I, I guess that's a, a streak you want to continue. But again, I, we're a good program. We've been a good program and we expect to be really good next year again. I want to talk about your relationship with with uh, with Warren and dating back to I think you you guys first started working together what 2009 at Bowling Green and I, I talked to him I think last season maybe during the season 
And he, he told me, I was like, you know, I never see your name come up for head coaching gigs. And he said, well, I'm not really interested in being a head coach. I just want to be a coordinator. This is what I want to do. And, you know, you hear that sometimes you're like, oh, that's, he's just saying that. But he talked in length about why he doesn't want to be a head coach. You don't see that very often, especially among coordinators, offensive coordinators, because those guys are getting picked up left and right as soon as they have a great season. So take me back. When did you start realizing that you guys had something special together? And at what point did you guys realize that, you know, as long as you guys wanted to work together, you would? You know, Warren is certainly capable of being a head coach if that's something he wanted to do. He's organized. He's smart. He's innovative. He's a great recruiter. And, and those are personal choices. And, and obviously that choice of his to not want to be a head coach uh, has helped Wake Forest and Bowling Green football. Because again, he certainly has the skill set to do it, the work ethic and all those intangible qualities. I, I love working with Warren. I completely trust him. I don't worry about our offensive side of the ball at all when he's in charge. And the relationship goes back longer than even 2009. Uh, when I was a head coach at Fordham, Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, Warren was at Hofstra, and uh, we used to go over to the New York Giants when Jim Fassel was the head coach and Sean Payton was the offensive coordinator, and I didn't, I'd run into Warren all the time there. And then when I was the head coach at Richmond, he used to drive us nuts at Hofstra. I mean, we never, ever defended him. You know, so when I, I got to uh, Bowling Green, that was the first time in my career that as a head coach, I wasn't going to be the play caller or the quarterback coach. And from my days of going against Warren and researching with him, I just always had a lot of respect for him. And at the time, had no idea it would become this, you know, 14-year partnership. Uh, and that's what it is. I, I view Warren as a partner. Um, we work together. I don't feel like he works for me or I work for him, that uh, we share values in terms of how the program should be run. Uh, and we're very fortunate to have him. Uh, I think he's one of the best coordinators in the country. And part of last year and, and going through uh, you know, the negotiation to stay at Wake Forest um, is I wanted, you know, I thought Warren deserved to be rewarded and he was. And uh, so hopefully we can hang on him for as long as he wants to be here. So from a, like a football for dummies standpoint, tell me why your offense, the offense has been so successful every year. You guys have broken numerous records there at Wake Forest. And then also, how do I deal with the heart palpitations you guys give me with the long mesh point? Because I just sit there going, this thing's going to get blown up every time and, and it doesn't happen. What, what is the secret to this offense? Well, first of all, I mean, Warren is the one that's really innovated. You know, we had success at Bowling Green our last couple of years there and had a real productive offense. And whenever you take over a new program, you know, you usually you're going to install what you just ran. So we installed our, our Bowling Green offense here at Wake Forest. And quite frankly, it, it didn't fit where we were personnel wise. Um, I don't know if it was ever going to fit with where I view us strategically compared to the teams we play. Mm -hmm. And that's where I give Warren a lot of credit. He's not, he's not so locked into a system. He's very flexible. He maximizes personnel. He looks at what we are and what we can recruit and where our personnel advantages are and challenges are. And he really did a great job of innovating and, and coming up with this system. We had run some RPOs before. Uh, it's been part of our offense you know, for 14 years. But it was really a way of, of slowing down pass rushes, uh, of making defensive linemen have to always have a run pass transition. And, and really, it's option football at the heart of it. It's option football. 
out of what I like to joke is sexier formations. You know, what Army does and what Navy does in terms of reading defenders in every play uh, can come out three different ways. What we do isn't much different. It's just, it's not triple option football. And because of that, it's a lot more appealing to running backs, receivers, and offensive linemen that we are blocking and running traditional run plays. Is Sam Hartman the best quarterback returning in the ACC? I mean, he was second team all ACC last year and the guy that was first team graduated. But again, it's another, I see all the preseason lists and, you know, according to all the experts, he's fifth or sixth. So I don't, <laughs> again, I, I'm a huge Sam Hartman fan. He's produced, uh, he's efficient. He's become a great leader. He has toughness. He has arm talent. He's very productive. Um, and he's done a great job for us. You know, again, I just don't think a lot of people in your industry really do their research on him or on us. So to me, being dismissive of Sam when you do quarterback rankings is, is just some people being lazy and not watching film and not looking at the numbers. Uh, you know, last year we lost Donovan Green and, you know, we lost our starting tackle and, you know, we were in trouble. And, you know, Sam helped develop a Torian Perry to one of the best receivers in the country, you know, and uh, he's plays with courage. He's tough. Yeah. Uh, he, again, like I said, he's a leader. Yeah, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Forget the conference. Now, having said that, I have great respect for the returning quarterbacks in the conference. There's other really good quarterbacks coming back from other programs. But to me, Sam's at the very top of that list. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's been a lot of great football played in, in the Carolinas on the college level of the last decade. I mean, it's incredible. And I remember last season, and, and I'm sure I need to update the numbers, but you guys were more successful against those teams, you know, in the state than really anybody else. And of course, everybody's talking about Clemson and they fall in love with North Carolina with, with the Mac Brown and everything. But how have you guys been able to be so consistent despite one, just the the name labels or whatever, everybody looks at Clemson, but also even in recruiting, you know, you look at recruiting rankings, Wake Forest isn't finishing the top 10 every year, top 15. And yet you guys are like, where'd that breakout star come from? I mean, goodness gracious, a transfer goes to Michigan State, Kenneth Walker third, as we all know, and ends up being a Heisman candidate. And no one was really talking about him before. I guess, what are we, what are we missing as like even a recruiting industry when we're, we're looking at Wake Forest? Well, I think your industry does a great job with identifying the four and the five-star guys and the really elite players. We trust our own eyes. We trust our own evaluations. You know, we beat Toledo on Jesse Bates, and now he's one of the base, best safeties in the NFL. I think we beat a Division II school for Phil Haynes. Now he starts for the Seattle Seahawks. And you can say that those are individual examples, you know, from our 2017 belt ball team that beat Texas A&M. I think after this year, we'll have 35 guys on that team that have signed NFL contracts. Wow. So we trust our own eyes. We take great pride in how we develop players. And, you know, we've kind of 
took a, an initial investment when we got here of redshirting players. And the plan was to get old and stay old. And if you look at us every year, people say, well, geez, they're an older team. They're going to fall off a cliff. Well, the next year we stay old. So we haven't had a lot of attrition. You know, obviously we didn't want Kenneth Walker to leave, uh, but we certainly felt good what was in the running back room. Yeah. You know, we still were very productive at that position and had three players, I think all have over 500 yards. Um, and so we, we believe in what we do. We trust our own eyes in recruiting. Once we get them, we make them better. And there's lots of examples of whether it's, you know, Justin Sternod, who was drafted by the Broncos or Boogie Basham in the second round by the Bills or Jesse Bates or Phil Haynes. We've produced a number of draft picks here. And a lot of those guys were some of our less recruited players that they had a skill set, they had a frame, they had a work ethic, they love football. And those guys willed and worked themselves into being high level players in the ACC and in the NFL. And, and sometimes, and all those guys were redshirted, you know, and I would say because we redshirt a good percentage of our players, we steal that year. And if you reevaluated those guys after they were in our program a year, they would be four star players and our recruiting rankings would be higher. Do you guys, as a result, staying old, do you guys, are you using the transfer portal maybe differently than what we're seeing across college football for a lot of teams? I mean, we're, we're not dependent on it. We still believe in recruiting high school players and developing them. Uh, in order to do that, we have to deliver what we promise these recruits, and that allows us to keep them. And again, we've, we've lost a handful of players in the portal, but a lot less than most programs. And so we, we use the portal. We're not dependent on it. But certainly, you know, getting Miles Fox two years ago from Old Dominion, he became an all-ACC player. If we have a specific need uh, and a hole to fill, uh, we'll use the portal to do that. And it's worked out well for us. You know, Miles Fox last year, Donald Stewart from Stanford. Uh, we took uh, two players from the portal this year that are older that will immediately fill a need. And that will allow us to maybe redshirt a freshman that otherwise would have to play maybe before he's ready. So we talk about outside perspectives of, of what Wake Forest is and could be. There will be higher expectations for Wake Forest on the outside looking in, despite all that. Does that change anything with the players, quote unquote, having a you know a target on their back going into this offseason? Or how, how do you handle that? I mean, we are who we are and we're comfortable you know, we're a program that's very comfortable in our own skin. So we know who we are. Uh, we know what we're about. We know our formula to win here. You know, now we have to go out and do it. I mean, are, are there, does it change how some people approach it? I, it probably will. I hope not. Because I think if we approach it any differently, we'll probably learn a, a painful lesson at some point next season. But again, I think our players understand what we're about, how we win. Uh, we have a formula to win here that we talk about regularly and we believe in and it's worked for us and if we ever stop doing that then the program trajectory will start heading down now i have to ask just about you know your future everybody always wants to know about people and their futures and we live in this hypothetical world it seems like but you know your name comes up for jobs and stuff like that i mean do you have ambitions of coaching at a quote-unquote larger program or nfl or anything like that I'm, I'm very happy here. I think we've made this. And when I say we, I mean the whole school, our administration, our donors, the president, our athletic director, our players, our coaches. You know, I think we've made this a power program and it's been fun. And, you know, we didn't raise these expectations and recruit these players to have someone else coach them. So, you know, when you're at a place and you're happy, 
and you know it's a good fit uh, for yourself, your family, your staff, there's no reason to look. And I've signed three contract extensions since I've been here. I mean, I love Wake Forest. I believe in the school. Uh, I believe in how we run the program. I think this is a place that truly does what it says it does, and that's develops people for, for life after college. And so I love the education our players get. I love the caliber of players we recruit. And I just don't mean in terms of football talent, but the people that fit here are different character-wise. And, uh, and I enjoy those coaching those type of young men. Thanks again to Dave Clawson for joining us on the College Football Daily. It's going to be interesting to see if the Demon Dinkins get the respect they probably deserve in the preseason polls following an incredible 11-win season. For our producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Brendan Marcello. You can follow me on Twitter, at BMarcello. Thank you for listening to the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you again Wednesday.